Dublin's Good Times. This is 98FM. It's Rebecca and Brendan here on The Big Breakfast. Good morning. Good morning. Now our next guest is only thrilled to be finally off Zoom calls and back on a real live stage bringing his latest tour to Dublin this month. Oma Jalili, welcome to 98FM's Big Breakfast. How are you? Very well. I'm so happy to be talking to you. This is finally happening. I'm finally coming to Ireland. I had a tour during 21 and 22 2022 and and i was not able to come to uh, ireland but now it's happening and it is officially my favorite place to perform i'm sure every comedian says that but i mean it because i lived i lived in ireland for three years and it was one of the the, the probably the most defining three years of my life because i was around funny people and they all encouraged me to be uh, funny and i'm here now and i'm coming to ireland to be funny for funny people so you're, I'm so looking forward to it. You're bringing the Good Times tour to Vicar Street on October 26th. What can fans expect? Well, this is something, what they can expect is I will not make the mistake I made last time where in a rare moment of vulnerability, I, re- I referred to Britain as the mainland. Oof. And uh, it was, I'd done about an hour and a half before the booing had stopped. Um, so that was <laughs> was a terrible moment. <laughs> so you, 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 what you can expect is certainly a, a more Irish sensitive comic coming back. But usually, in in general, I find that because I'm 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 not actually I was born and raised in Britain, but my parents are Iranians, and I kind of feel that in Ireland, in Ireland they take me for what I take me for what I am. I'm, they don't really see ethnic minority. They just they just see not English, and that's kind of good enough for them. So. <laughs> Um, Owens, when did you first realise you could make people laugh? In Ireland, at university, it was my first ever public talk. And I was given the award for Turkey of the Year, <laughs> which is kind of like worst player and best personality. And I had to give a five minute talk. And it was the first time I, I made I made the local priest laugh. That's the thing. There's a great picture of it, which I was I posted once, which is me speaking with hair and this priest with his head in his hands. Um, is it true that you faked your school results to get into college in Ireland? Yes, I did. I just, it was lying. I put mm. them in and obviously it went into a computer, a computer printout. And when I, I got this interview to come to the University of Ulster and I went there and they said, well, let's just go and check your grades. And I thought, well, you know, they're going to find out now. And but the grades were printed out as I had written them out. There was some kind of computer glitch. It was a miracle, really. <laughs> and uh, so they, they let me in. In the end, when I got my degree, I came eighth out of 168 people. So. Wow. Omid, you've been in loads of huge movies. Notting Hill was one of the first. Um, what was that like to be a part of? It's one of mine and Brendan's favourites. That film actually is a good film, but it was meant to show Notting Hill for what it is, a very, very multicultural area. So there were lots of characters who were multicultural. My character was multicultural. We all had lines, we did stuff. Um, but then we were all cut out because the American producers had told working title, hey, you know, let's keep it white. Let's keep it middle-class English. That's what the American audiences wanted. So just cut out any black person or brown person. And we were all cut out, but that would never happen now. If you imagine that was like 1998, mm. 1999. Yeah. yeah. And so when you say you're in, I kind of forget about it. I, I, I'm still in the movie, but I look like an extra. I give the orange juice 
to Hugh Grant, who then spills it over Julia Roberts. They have this romance. It's not even bittersweet. I just look back at those days with, with humor and with amusement that they actually, the film business was so entitled, they could literally whitewash a film. Mm. Everyone was nice. It was great mm -hmm. to be with Hugh Grant, who was a great person. I never actually met Julia Roberts, but it was a, what a fun film. It was a really good good film to be uh, to be part of. Uh, you played a customs officer in Mamma Mia 2. Uh, there are reports a third movie could be in the works. Any talks between you and any movie makers in terms of that? Uh, there is talk of it and there is talk of me coming back and, and I think they, they want to play with me having a wig or oh. because I made fun of everybody's hair. <laughs> I think I was a custom officer's Excellent. so they think I should come back with a toupee. So that's the last I heard. Oh my God. Well, we'd love to see it. We'd love to see it. Um, and you're also in Love Again, which was a movie, a rom-com with all of Celine Dion's songs in it and Celine herself in it as well. D do you have a particular Celine song that is close to your heart? Do you know what? That's a film I did during lockdown, the, the first lockdown in um, 2020. And um, I... I haven't actually seen the film, movie. I'm, I'm, I hear it's very good. I, I've not actually seen it. I don't remember what I... I know I was in it, but I don't remember what I did. I, love it. I just Excellent. remember them saying, we, 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 we like your beard, don't, don't touch your beard. And I just remember chatting to Priyanka Chopra and Sam Hewen and liking them. But I don't... Have much else I can report to you. So I'm so sorry to disappoint. Uh, Omid, do not apologise. Um, also, loads of TV work. We need to talk about Whoopi. What was it like work, working alongside Whoopi on the Whoopi Show? Well, she was. Uh, she's a force of nature, and, and I'll tell you this: this, this, this is where, and, and this ties in very nicely with me coming to Ireland, because Whoopi contextualized my stand-up career because I thought we were going to do a sitcom and I was going to be an actor for the rest of my life and I wasn't going to do stand-up anymore. She goes, oh no, you've just started your stand-up career. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you don't appreciate and I'm going to tell you this for nothing because you need to hear this. You, she said to me, and she, she grabbed me, she grabbed me with both hands, she looked me in the eyes, she goes, you are to your people what Richard Pryor was to black people. And I said, sorry, what are you talking about? She goes, she goes, you're the first. You're the first person of that kind of Middle Eastern. And she goes, you people. And I said, what people? She goes, you know, brown people, brown people. <laughs> and you can't call us brown people. She goes, well, I call us black people. And she said, but you are 30 years behind. Your culture is 30 years behind black people in America. So where Richard Pryor became really famous 30, 40 years ago, you have to keep going because you're the first and you may not be the best, but you were the first. So you've got to keep going until you inspire other comedians of your background. So I've always been very grateful to Whoopi Goldberg for contextualizing my stand-up comedy, stand comedy um, career in a way I would never have seen myself. It took someone like her, who was a big star, to actually see a trajectory and see there was something else going on with me. Excellent stuff. Omar Jalili, we cannot wait to see your show at Vicar Street, October 26th. It is your Good Times tour. Thank you so much for talking with us on 98FM's Big Breakfast. Love yous. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Omid. Cheers, Omid. Thank you Thanks, so much. Bye-bye. Have a great Bye -bye day. Bye -bye. Cheers. And we have a pair of tickets up for grabs right now to see Omid at Vicar Street. If you fancy winning, just WhatsApp us, win and your name, 0877 98 98 98.